Welcome back to Lucid Living, and if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you aboard. My name is Andrew Larkin. I'm an actor, model, performer, storyteller, and today I'm going to be your host, your guide for today's podcast. And before we dive into today's podcast, we're going to do some deep intentional breathing for one minute. So again, if this is your first time, we're going to breathe for one minute at our own pace. We can do box breathing, which is in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four. Or we could do in for four, hold for four, out for eight, hold for eight. When we do the second one, it channels the parasympathetic, which is that rest and recovery state. Helps with relaxation. And as we breathe, make sure that we inhale through the nose, expand the belly like a water balloon, and then hold it at the top. And then exhale out the mouth and contract your belly back to your center. All right? Let's play some nice music. Get into this state, ground ourselves into this moment. Let's take our first breath, first inhale through the nose, and go at your own pace. As we breathe, introduce a little micro-smile, just a tiny smile to bring that good energy with you the rest of the day. All right, now I want you to take one final inhale through the nose, nice and big. Hold it at the top. Then exhale ah, with a sigh. Ooh, let it all out, let it all out, let it all out. Oh, thank you for that practice. Let's introduce some movement back into the body so we can wiggle our toes. Wiggle our finger, finger, fingers, fingers. <laughs> Roll our shoulders back a few times. Ah, Roll them forward a few times. Sway our neck left and right. <sighs> Loosen up those stiff joints. Bring that calm with us the rest of the day. Man, I swear there's something so powerful about even though we are so far away, we are connected through the breath. It's pretty cool. I don't know. I love it. I love it. I hope you guys enjoyed that and took that moment for you. It's well deserved. Now let's get into it. For today's episode, we're going to keep it fairly short and sweet, but I wanted to talk about awakenings. I remember, you know, I'm doing, I have my one blog post, which is was last year. I believe when I was 21, I came back from Costa Rica and Panama, and I started my own blog. I remember that was the first inspiration where I'm like, I'm going to start my own blog and start writing about things that I'm passionate about. And that sort of kick-started that. And I love doing that. And I, I don't even know if I have those, those posts anymore. It was such a long time ago. But I remember writing one on awakenings and wake-up calls is what I called them. Also awakenings, you know, similar things. They're kind of experiences that shake us to our core to push us on another trajectory and another path. And the thing about awakenings is it doesn't have to be, you know, a near-death experience, right? Those are kind of those things where you're completely shaken and then you have that out-of-body experience where you see the light, you see 
you know, that full-on out-of-body experience and you're being told that this is not the path and that's the path, you know, or like an ayahuasca experience where you're, it's this full-on shaking you from your core of what you believe the world is and how it works and everything like that. It doesn't have to be like that. Those are really cool experiences, but I'm talking awakenings are a lot of times are the moments where, you know, kids... We're not always supposed to give kids what they want, but what they need. And a lot of times it's really hard for kids to accept what they need in that moment because the vision is so tunnel vision instead of looking at the broad picture of things. So a lot of times awakenings are moments, experiences in our lives where it's not what we want in the moment. Yeah, there's a lot of cursing, there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of anger, a lot of why me's, but a lot of times it's what we need in that moment. Because otherwise, if everything was all rainbows and butterflies, I like to give this example, you know, if, um, let's say you're going to a movie theater, and the premise of the story is you got a young kid, he grows up with a perfect family, and he grows up as a strong boy, he grows up as an athlete, maybe plays a little bit of guitar, he's an all-around, well-rounded individual, goes to school, you know, he gets the girls or the guys, whatever it is, he excels, straight-A student, you know, captain of the football team, crushes it in high school, goes on to be a doctor, goes on to college, goes on to be a doctor, <clears throat> marries the one that he loves, has a beautiful family, and then is a beautiful grandfather, and then dies at the end, right? There's no conflict. There's no obstacles. That's a beautiful life, right? But that's a terrible story. That's a super lame story, right? We are driven in, you know, cinema... There's something beautiful about the obstacles, about, you know, Sisyphus who has to keep climbing and lifting that boulder and just keeps falling down just to lift it up again. There's something so beautiful about that struggle and and the perseverance and overcoming those obstacles. I feel like in those moments, that's the shift that happens. That's the awakening that happens that shifts us to our core to grow rapidly, to grow at all and to be the person that we're meant to be. Growth doesn't happen in the comfort zone. Growth doesn't happen when everything is rainbows and butterflies. You know, there's this saying where, show me someone who's great. I don't care what they look like when everything's going well. What defines and makes someone's great is how they react, how they respond when everything's going terribly, terribly wrong. I'm reading this book um, called what is it God, let my people go surfing by the founder of Patagonia and he talks about that he says the best businesses are the ones who have overcome that drought period that period where the business should fail but they persevere through it and that shows how good a company is going to be in the future and through the struggle the perseverance the obstacles and there's something very human about obstacles because a lot of times life hits us hard and we're always getting hit and hit and hit. And sometimes we get hit so hard. We're like, why is this happening to me? Why me? Why me? Why me? But those are the awakenings. And I don't know. I don't know if it was Oprah or if it was Tony Robbins. But I think it was Tony Robbins. Where in order for growth to happen, in order for change to happen, you need to be shifted radically. Or no, I think it was, it was, it was another a woman who was a public speaker. And, and it was, you had to be shifted radically in order to get outside of yourself. And when we are in ourselves, again, we, our ego strives comfort, strives safety. We want safety, but that's not where we grow. That's not how we evolve as a species, as a race. It's whatever, right? 
So we need those awakenings, and those awakenings hit super hard. It could be a terrible heartbreak, a breakup. It could be going bankrupt, losing a business. It could be getting in a terrible accident, losing a loved one, losing a friend, losing, you know, anytime something, or almost losing someone, you know, something that just kind of just hits you and you're, and you're like, holy, that really just almost happened to happen. And then sometimes we sit in it for a very long time and then all the why me's come in and why is life happening to me and yada, 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 yada. But then when we take those moments, those terrible, quote unquote, terrible, hardcore obstacles, and then we look at it from the other side of the coin, right? Same, one experience, two sides of the same coin. You got the positive and you got the negative. And every single negative experience, there is a positive. I promise you, we could break down and dissect every negative experience you've ever had and find something positive that came from it. And that is an incredible mindset shift to have when these awakenings come. So I remember for me, for example, I was in high school and my identity was shift was was completely encapsulated with being a basketball player, being an athlete. That was my friend group. That's who I was. That's how I identified myself. And then junior year, it was taken from me. And two days before, like you can't even make that up. Two days before a season opener, it was like the best ball I've been playing, one of the best teams that we've we've had. It was the season. It was the year. And I got mononucleosis and I missed the entire season except for the last game, you know, and. I wouldn't be the person that I am today if that didn't happen to me because I probably would have gone on to a D3 basketball school, stuck with the same crowd and not really grown or got outside my comfort zone at all. And then I don't know what I would be doing for a living, probably maybe something that my heart doesn't desire, right? So that was, but in the moment, that was so hard for me. Oh my gosh, that was the first you know hit of depression that really got me. And it was heavy, it was heavy and it's almost like, like People are dying, people are suffering, people are going hungry, and there's so many, so much bad happening in the world, but that was my entire identity, and it was like I was dying, <laughs> you know, which is silly looking back on it, right? But that's how it felt in the moment. The ego was so involved, and, but that was an incredible blessing that happened for me. It really was, it really was, I'm so grateful for that time, and that's one example. And then another example, you know, I, I was in Costa Rica and Panama with my sister, I was there, my energy was so high. I was just feeling life, it was so beautiful. I found my spark, I kind of knew who I was. I got the travel bug and then I got back to campus and I got hit really hard by just the energy of campus. And then I was set to be a middle level education teacher, right? And it was kind of, when I made that decision to go into that field, we need great teachers. And I think it's so important and, they're so, and they are heroes teachers, especially middle school when you got all that energy to contain and harness and channel into growth, right? And I wanted to make a difference, but I felt like I was limiting myself. I didn't want to be contained to four walls. And I, I had that feeling when I came back from Costa Rica and I saw the world. I saw how big this thing was. I saw different cultures. I saw just so much beauty in the small things and in nature. And then I got back and I'm like, man, I don't want to settle. And again, I'm not looking, I don't want to look at it as, an, as, a, as the profession as a negative thing because it's not. We need great teachers. But I felt like I wanted to do more with my life. And I felt like I could impact kids in another way, in another realm, somehow. And I remember I had a meeting because I got to campus on a Thursday because I got back from Costa Rica. I, I actually, my first day on campus was a Friday. And I missed the big orientation on Wednesday because I was in the program for a year and a half and I was officially in the, uh, uh, the professional program and I was supposed to go to this meeting that was really important. And I emailed my advisor, my professor, but apparently it 
got lost in the sauce and then I got emailed uh, that Friday to come into her office and I got destroyed man that was the first time again I was always the goody two-shoes kid didn't really get into a lot of trouble never really got grounded and I had never been talked down to really in, in my life maybe moments here or there but nothing intense and this was the first time it was gnarly her her name was dr savage davis and she was intense and just had and i was it was a bizarre experience you know saying not everyone's cut out to do this and just i don't even want to go into it. it's a lot of like dark energy but it was important is what i'm getting at and i left that meeting which was like 30 minutes to 45 minutes just getting attacked by her and then another woman came in and then she said it was selfish that I was on vacation and I'm like I changed my life I wanted to get all excited and then I was like no you're not taking responsibility you can't be buddy buddy with the kids and and it hit me so hard and I left that meeting and I remember crying I, I was I'm not a big crier but I shed tears I called my sister and I'm like I can't do this you know and that I ended up getting out of that major and kind of just getting into communication and sociology I just found that and started loving those classes I started finding my voice I'm like I love public speaking I love understanding what's going on in the world and how people interact with one another it was so fascinating to me and that completely shifted my trajectory in life and again that was a rude away and I guess the awakenings can be called rude awakenings because they hit so hard in the moment and it's like why the hell is this happening to me but when we you know span out we scope out they're the most beautiful times, man. And again, you have to be shifted radically. You have to be shaken to your core to change your identity. And it is, a lot of times, awakenings are a complete shift in identity. You know, some awakenings might be watching that video, you know, when I went vegan and plant-based. I was always, before that, I was always ignorant to the fact that I was like, I'm all right, I'm gonna watch the video when, when, I, when the time's right, but I kept pushing it off because I didn't want to know what was actually happening, you know, in slaughter homes and in the industry. And then when I, watched it like that was an awakening it was a rude awakening seeing what's really going on in the world hearing you know watching things like dope sick watching things like aaron brockovich and seeing things and documentaries of what's happening in the world and it's it's scary man i'm just in this book called let my people go surfing patagonia is so special because they have such an environmental perspective on it and they're not doing it for the profit they're doing it to be whatever sustainable looks like but they are so intentional with the impact and the negative impact that producing their products and manufacturing their products had on the environment because they went out into the world and they saw what those what their the manufacturing costs were costing you know the world this beautiful beautiful body this this life force which is the reason why they did it in the first place because they want people to go out and to climb and to surf and to experience life this beautiful beautiful platform called earth and in that realm in the in the muck of all the business side of things they realized it was it was causing danger causing harm to the thing that they love most and it's hard because a lot of businesses they want to make a profit and, and be sustainable but a lot of times it's doing a lot of harm into the world so the more education that we have you know the the, the more we can move 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 past that but it starts with that awareness which is really hard because we don't want to we don't want to see something that contradicts what we've been doing our entire lives right we don't want to see something that completely changes our identity and makes us come to the idea that oh my god what i've been doing my entire life is completely wrong that's a huge ego death that's so hard but a lot of times you know that has to happen
in order for us to evolve, in order for us to grow, to have that open mind to grow instead of staying closed-minded into what we always are and what we always have been in that fixed mindset. There's no growth, there's no evolution, there's no curiosity, and you have to be curious in order to grow, right? And then awakenings, another awakening for me was when my sister, my little sister was going through her mental health stuff, and that had me completely reshift the way that I looked at life, looked at humans, you know, looked at, you know, judging people, like I don't have a right to judge people, and I just had all of these big moments, and there was like every couple years, there was a big shift that happened, a big what the fuck, <laughs> you know, why is this happening, why did that just happen, and as I reflect and journal on my entire life experience, those have been the most important moments of my life, because, man, sometimes I get, I get, I get itchy, I get, I get uncomfortable, against when I'm too comfortable, if that makes sense, at this space in my life, you know, because I know how beautiful growth feels, and I know how beautiful it feels on the other side of that awakening, of that struggle, of that pain, and it's a weird, once you have that perspective shift, it's like there's a resistance because I don't want to fail, I don't want to lose, I don't want to look silly, I don't want to embarrass myself, but at the same time, I know that's going to lead to growth, so it's like this balance, it's like this positive and negative thing that's coming from it, and, but I know, I know for a fact if I stay where I am and if I stay comfortable and if I stay fixed in my belief systems, I'm never going to grow. But growth is so rad. It's so radical and so awesome and it feels amazing and I grow so much and I learn so much about the world and about myself. And it's pretty rad. It's pretty cool. And I'm chasing that feeling. I'm chasing those failures now. I'm chasing that discomfort and it's so uncomfortable, you know, but cold showers it's a way for me to practice priming my body so that when discomfort arises in my regular life i'm able to bring stillness with my with that experience so where am i going at with awakenings man i guess i just want us to have a little perspective shift and a mindset shift and to reflect on moments in our lives where it was why the hell did that just happen to me out of everyone this could have happened to me why did this just happen to me i remember having a friend who was diagnosed you know with diabetes and she said Larkin man like why does why do bad things you know why do bad things happen to good people right and a lot of times it can be the greatest wake-up call the greatest thing to propel you to fight for something bigger than yourself a lot of the lead I think I've talked about this in my other podcast but a lot of the leading professionals in their field they got into that field they got so passionate and so driven in that field because they struggled with it more than anyone they came to mental health, they overcame it, they worked their asses off to overcome and, and find practices to help with that mental health, to find practices to allow them to embody their full authenticity. And now, because they have that story, they're driven to help other people get out of that. So they don't have to struggle like they did. Or if someone struggled with deep obesity or you know, physical impairments, that experience was such a blessing because it fuels them because they look back on that person and they say, I don't want anyone to feel that way or to look that way, you know, to experience this. So I'm going to work my butt off so that other people don't have to struggle as hard as I did and I can help people get out of that. Because I know how it feels when you start taking care of your body, start taking care of your mind, right? And like Sean Stevenson, I look at, there's so many examples, man. And those awakenings, those moments are the most profound experiences that we can go through. And it's all simply a perspective shift because you can have two people who are top CEOs and the business goes bankrupt and one person can blame the situation 
and say, why is this happening to me? And stay stuck in that belief and stay stagnant where they are and not grow. And then the other person can look at it as an opportunity and say, thank you. And use their skills, use their talents, use their ambition and their drive to propel themselves into something greater. You know, there's so many acting stories where people, some actors audition for a role that they were like, they're so connected with, and this is the dream role of their lives. And they get to the screen tests, and they're right there, they're right there, and then, and then they don't get it. They don't get it, and they're crushed, and it's why me, and it's, and it's this business, is, and then they wanna quit. So many stories where actors are on the verge of quitting because they, got, they failed and they got rejected, and then it's that next role that comes around, or it was that casting director that said, we like this person, maybe not for this role, but we like this person, and they bring him back for a role that a lot of times was bigger and propelled their career into a trajectory that was bigger than what the other one would have been, bigger than they could have imagined. So awakenings, it's kind of that radical shift. You physically have to radically change. Right? Depression isn't just a mental health thing, right? It's a physical thing as well if we look at it like that, right? How do we stand? How do we walk? How do we talk when we are depressed? It's very lazy. It's very shoulders shrugged, you know, which contracts, you know, our breathing and our voice is is weak because we're not, when you stand up strong and your posture is strong, it actually increases testosterone in the body and we come off physically as more confident and stronger. When we're depressed, we're, it's, it's, it's not as, there's a physicality to it, right? I don't know where I was going with that, but awakenings, my friends, awakenings. Reflect on your lives and almost not, don't seek the failure, but know that when it comes, that is a great lesson. And when we can start to rewire the way that we look at failure, failure, the way that we look at these rude awakenings, it can change our lives. Because a lot of times I promise you, that rude awakening is going to be the greatest thing that happens in your life because it's going to propel you to do something great, something absolutely incredible and beautiful. And you're worthy of it, and you're enough to get to that point, to fight for your dreams, man. Fight for your dreams. Radically shift your being. If you're getting too comfortable, if you're getting too stuck in the mud, you got to radically shift things up, man. And for me, that's going to be going to California. <laughs> I am. Uh, it's terrifying and financially horrifying but I'm working on myself, I'm working on growth, I'm working on building certain skills and aspects of myself to become the best actor that I can be so that when I take that radical leap, that radical shift, that you know I'm opening doors that I wouldn't be able to open if I stayed here, right? So I'm really excited for that move when that happens, when that manifestation comes. But yeah, I hope this inspired you guys at all to reframe, rewire the way that you look at those rude awakenings and reflect on times where they are hard and it was a struggle and the obstacle seems so hard to overpass but you're here right now so you did overcome that so when another one comes in the future man it's just going to lead to so much growth and i'm excited for that i'm excited for you i'm excited for me i'm excited for us it's going to be a beautiful thing so thank you guys so much for tuning in if you guys are vibing with this as always share comment subscribe tell your friends tell your family spread the love spread the love small act of kindness makes the world go around for you for others for this world we need more of it, right? Uh, hug a loved one. Give them a nice bear hug. Really, really connect with people in this time of disconnection. High five yourself because you deserve it, because you're awesome, because you're radical, you're incredible, and you're enough, right? And always strive to live a lucid life. This is Andrew Larkin. One love.